on this episode of College Football Showdown. I am the governor of college football. And with me, as always, is my co-pilot, Jalen Wilson. Jalen, how you doing, bro? Hey, we're getting into the thick of things with college basketball. What you getting into over the weekend? Um, Really nothing much since I was, you know, sick. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. Um, yeah, you you went from sounding like Jalen to Tone Loke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got hit the wild thing. You got hit the force one time. <laughs> nah, bad, go ahead, bro. I I didn't get into nothing really over the week. I was uh mostly under the weather, so if I stayed in, it was to uh, watch like basketball. Um. For the most part, so I did end up watching like, like I did end up watching a couple movies. Like I watched uh, the original Jumanji. Um, I also did have oh, a question. That's a classic. Is it, yeah, is it a famous movie that you've never watched from beginning to end? A famous movie that I've never watched from beginning to end. Yes, Star Wars. Mm. For me, it's Forrest Gump. I never watched Forrest Gump from beginning to end. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm being dead serious. I never That's like, crazy. I've watched parts of it, but I've never been able to watch like from beginning to end of the movie. Never. That 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 is surely interesting. I I, I can see why. Um Cause you know, there's there's really critical moments in the movie, but like I feel like he was also affi- affiliated with every major event that happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. During that time period, but yeah, I I, I, I can see that. Um, our sports change, Jalen. I wanted to open up this episode by saying that, you know, I don't know what a classic college football season is to you, but I know this past season we got. That that 2023 season is going to be a special one, especially the regular season. You know, a lot of people, the, the 2007 season for a lot of people, uh, Johnny Football, I was just watching when that game, the highlights from that game, you know, when he went to Tuscaloosa and was able to get the win. Because uh, I was watching the Shannon Sharp interview. Whenever I watch one of Shannon Sharp's interviews, I go check receipts. I don't know why. It's, it's my, one of the, my favorite things to do, like Cat Williams. I probably paused that video about 20 times to go fact check. And he didn't lie at all. So just like, I don't know, like it was in the middle of the interview. They started talking about that that Johnny football season. You just really forget how special college football used to be. Um, and, and, and the sport is changing. Into the news. Eric Bieniemy named offensive coordinator at UCLA. Uh, Bieniemy is a disciplinarian who holds his players accountable Jalen, to be honest with you, I thought it was a great move for Deshaun Foster. But, you know, the enemy isn't well liked. So how do you like the fit? I like the fit. Um because I mean, like, I get it. The enemy didn't have major success in Washington. Uh well, she only there for what, one year? But yeah. Like I but I don't really want to hold that against him. You know, um, I still feel like he's a brilliant offensive mind. Like, I get Patrick Mahomes is a big reason for his success. It's also a big reason for 
Andy Reid was a successful coach, but it's a big reason why Andy Reid uh, has become a more successful coach. Um, right. And I don't want to to pin everything that Beanie Me did on the Chiefs, um, on Patrick Mahomes because Beanie Me did. I, I feel like Beanie Me did uh, have a fair share of like he he deserves some of the praise and the success that the Chiefs had, um, especially like when I get they won a Super Bowl this year, but I think most people could watch the regular season if it does if if they lose in the playoffs. Most people during regular season probably would have said like, "Oh, it's a big difference between." Uh, I think Matt Nagy was calling plays, and from what they had from the enemy to Matt Nagy, like, 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 I think most people would say, "Oh, yeah, it was different." But of course, they won a Super Bowl, so at the end of the day, it ain't gonna be that big of a deal. But I mean, I think if you watch the Chiefs without Eric enemy this season, you know, you can see a little bit of regress. Uh, and honestly, like. Washington offense wasn't terrible this season. Uh, Sam Howe wasn't the best, although he had one of the worst offensive lines in, in the NFL. Uh, but I like to feel because I still think Eric Bieniemy is a offensive guru, offensive mastermind. So, and honestly, like it's it's going to attract recruits because, I mean, if I'm Bieniemy, you know, I can pitch that. Hey, I coordinated Patrick Mahomes. You know, I was a process or I was a piece of his piece for his development. Um, so I can like say that and, and you know, use that as a recruiting pitch. Uh, like I'm known as this good offensive coordinator. Well, one of the, well, I was actually when I was on the Chiefs, I was known as one of the best offensive coordinators, if not the best offensive coordinator in uh, the NFL. Like I still have these NFL connections, you know, I can get your kid. Uh, you know, some of these NFL connections. So, like, I really like the fit. You know, I I, I think it's going to be a good thing for play calling and recruiting. I think it truly it takes an advanced eye to be able to see, yes, winning heals all. But the Chiefs were not the Chiefs this year. Like, you know, even without Tyreek Hill last season, they were still more explosive than they were this season. I think that's why... You've seen after a while Andy Reid more involved with the offense. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video of him doing the install for the play to end up being the uh, touchdown in overtime to Nicole Hartman. Like, the install was his. Like, you know, I don't know how much Andy Reid had on the impact of the offensive play calling, but it certainly seemed like a greater hold now than he did with Eric Enemy. Eric Bieniemy and Jalen, this is what makes sense to you as a Malcolm X type of brother. You're not just going to be able to just say or do anything with him. I thought the Washington situation started off terribly. Um, Jalen, if you hired me to be your offensive coordinator, right? You hired me because of the principles I believe in. Uh, and, and you trust that I'm going to hold players accountable. You, you know what you're getting in me. And then um, when I'm holding players accountable and players are going behind my back to you and in a public forum, you don't have my back. I cannot trust you. You hired me to do all of these things. And then, you know, Ron Rivera, I feel like in many ways, didn't have his back. And then, uh, you know, in the minds of public opinion, he, he kind of threw him under the bus with the, you know, the situation with the players. So he's going to get there 
He's going to hold players accountable. And it's kind of like when you can hold a superstar accountable, like if you remember the feud he and Patrick Mahomes had, it kind of was very similar to Billy O'Brien's and Tom Brady's feud one time on the sideline. If you can hold a superstar accountable, you can hold anybody accountable. And I think you'll get that respect from anyone. Another news, the floodgates have been open wide as it pertains to NIL as a federal judge blocked the NCAA's attempt to place restrictions on NIL. Jalen, to your point, I remember when we first broke news on this Virginia and Tennessee situation and you were kind of like, yo, it's like they're trying to hold them accountable but turn a blind eye to everybody that's doing it. You was like, you know, and, and to your credit, you was like, everybody is doing it. You know, why are they just holding them accountable? So, Jalen, I started to get the feeling that Pandora's box have been open and it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we're really at that period where I truly feel like things could only get worse before it gets better. Like, you know, last episode we discussed how they could possibly expand the playoff. Somebody need to, to be, somebody need to be why in Why are you doing that so fast, bro? Yeah, like, like, like why, why are you doing it so fast? So... How how you feel about the federal judge blocking NCAs to place uh, restrictions on NIL? This truly was a huge win for uh, EA Sports, and we'll talk about EA Sports a little bit later. But talk to me, bro. Um, I like it at least for like the teams like Tennessee that was looked like they were going to face a uh, NIL violations because it was. I mean, um, I mean, as you said, what I said a couple episodes ago, I was like, you know. They kind of like turn a blind eye to other teams and, you know, they keyed in on, on a team like Tennessee. And it's like, bro, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the federal judge probably knows that too. Federal judge is probably aware, like, hey, this is NIL. Like, these other colleges are paying pay, paying these players and doing certain things too. I mean, it's a reason why um, Isaiah Bond was like, well, what was that man in, like a G Wagon or something like that on uh, that Texas visit? Like, mm-hmm. You know, that's the reason why that man was in a in a luxurious car during during uh, the whole Texas visit. Um, I wonder because it's temporary right now, but I think honestly it could just be a permanent thing. Like I honestly think the NCAA, the NCAA just won't be able to put on on a uh, rules for NIL. Like it's it's already the wild wild west. Um. So like I like I just don't know how they come up with rules. It's temporary. It's I mean it's temporary temporarily banned now, but like I don't really know how they come up with rules later on. Um, because when you open this thing, it was just like a it was it was just okay nil opportunities here and there, but like honestly, like you know now it's like hey schools are schools schools are basically openly saying hey. We uh basically will pay you to come play here, you know. We we didn't have we couldn't say that ten years ago, but we can say that in twenty twenty four. Um, so it's temporarily banned now, but honestly, like I don't think they'll ever be able to put on rules for nil. If you want to win national championships in this era. Your university, your boosters have to open up the wallet and do what that team is doing in Columbus. Here's the thing. 
we are going to at some point need reform, and that's why I said it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. The NCAA is trying to regulate without reform because, you know, we look at this as a super duper win for the players, but it's not 100% a win. It's not absolute. I can't wait for the day they do a 30 for 30 for the Jaden Rashada situation. That kid was done wrong. Now, as easy as it is to see somebody's NIL value, I don't know why the hell the friends of the family of the Florida Gators told that man they were going to give him $13 million. His NIL value wasn't even one-tenth of that. Bro, I was going to get $13 million for what? Two or three years? Yeah. It's a shame what happened to him. And it truly, I think it truly kind of hurt his career a little bit. He ended up at a, a, a not-so-great situation at Arizona State with it being year one at Kenny Dillahams thing there, but it's just, it's just kind of crazy to me that this NIL thing, it's not yes, it's going to be Pandora's box, yes schools are going to be able to essentially play players until well, with this, you know it's a temporary block, if, it's a, if it ends up being like a permanent block schools are going to be able to play players Not now it's not like brands playing players, it is schools outright playing players, but also you, get a, you can get a Jaden Rashada situation where a school promised to pay a player. Somebody figures out like, yo, he's not worth this while we're paying him this. And then we just don't pay him this and nobody's being held accountable for that. That Jaden Rashada situation from last year was a complete mess by the Florida Gators. And in many ways, it's why I don't wish them the utmost success because what they did to that kid was absolutely wrong. But at the end of the day, without any type of reform, at the end of the day, with any type of regulation... Things can get dicey. So last week, we did our top seven QBs. And I told you, as we move towards the NFL draft, we'll, we'll do this for a lot of the position groups. Uh, so this week, we want to talk about our top seven running backs. I've been looking at a lot of different lists for top five running backs. And some of the places is just outright crazy. I don't think we have a good read on this running back class at all. And it really wouldn't surprise me if a couple fifth-round picks Six round picks, and you know, you know, one or two of them end up being either a day one starter for an organization, or one is like a you know a specialist, and they're getting plenty of planning playing time by week one in the NFL season. So, Jalen, give me your list, man. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, so you want it seven to one or one to seven? Uh, let's do seven to one. Okay. So, number seven, I got Jalen Wright from Tennessee. Number uh-huh. six, my shock you. I, I got Blake was, I, I, I knew he'd be there. Okay. Number five, I got uh, Estime from Notre Dame. I like Audrey. Number f- yeah, Audrey Estime. Number four, I got Dylan Leube. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he had yeah. a hell of a senior bowl performance. Yep. Uh, number three, I got Jonathan Brooks. Number Dog. And he would be higher if it wasn't for the injury so late in the season. Yeah. He, number uh-huh. two would be Trey Benson. And then number Sorry. one is Bucky Irvin. See, 
this guy is just proven that he knows ball. Cause I, I seen Bucky Irvin a little bit here, there, and everywhere. But uh he he's gonna dazzle. He's gonna dazzle. Yeah, I, so just I, trust I, I like him. that you had Bucky Irvin one. Bucky Irvin is just a hard nosed like type of run. Like oh, I just love the way that man runs. Like like I don't like he like like he kind of runs like he's angry. Like I don't know, I just like the way that man runs. He's tough. He fight for every yard. I don't know. I just like love his running style. So So, notably, uh, some of the guys you didn't have in there. Jawar Jordan. You didn't have Will Shipley. You didn't have Braylon, Al Braylon Allen. I'm a huge fan of Braylon Allen. I'm surprised you didn't have Dylan Johnson in there. I believe you had kind of everybody else. Trey Benson. Talk to me about Trey Benson. Because if you remember coming into the season, a lot of people had him as running back one. And if not him, then a Travion Henderson. And if not him, then a Rocket Sanders. Uh, so talk talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, I almost put him at one, but I was like, um, I just couldn't put him over Bucky. But he had Trey Benson. I really like his pass blocking. Uh -huh. He he has the ability to catch the ball. He isn't like he doesn't have great hands. He has like good like at worst he has just okay hands but i think he has good hands um i think he's really good uh i think he's really good at breaking tackles like i like i honestly think um he has what like nfl uh like what like the nfl is like looking for running backs now i don't know if he'll ever be like a superstar type running back to where it's like um like a saquon barkley like like, I don't know if he ever been like a top five conversation for running backs, but like, I really uh, like his burst. Uh, he's effective downhill. Um, yeah, he he has some, he has good vision. I will say, like, it, like it would kind of mm. need improvement, but like, I like really trust him. Um, yeah, like, I would think he could be a three down type of back. So, like, I don't know. He, he was almost one for me. But I had to put him at two. I don't know because Bucky just had to be at one. So I know I know you're not a fan of comps. Uh, give me a comp for Bucky Irvin. Ooh, cause I was like, um, on every time I watch him, I just think of the way he just like fights for yards and stuff. In my head, I just, I just got like Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, he's fast like, too. Both both of those yeah. backs are fast, explosive, and hitting the hole. I have the ability to be a one cut back. I like that. Yeah, I'm just like I'm like I'm like I'm like because like Bucky Isaiah Pacheco runs angry, and I'm like Bucky runs angry too, and I'm like they're they both don't have like this crazy frame, but they're both to me they're they're both good at breaking tackles. Um, so like mm -hmm. I really, so yeah, like if it was like a comp, like I can see him being like Isaiah Pacheco. I like that a lot. I think the running back position is probably the only position in the NFL draft that is kind of like the Bible. If you know, seventeen people read a verse in the Bible, we all may have seventeen different interpretations based on how we were raised, our lives, and where we're at currently. I think if you ask seventeen different people about you know, their top seven running backs, no two lists will be the same. 
Uh, I don't even think no two lists would be remotely the same. So, for disclosure, if Jonathan Brooks was 100% healthy, he'll be my number one running back. At seven, I have Dylan Johnson. At six, I have Audric Estime. At five, I have Trey Benson. At four, I have Jawar Jordan. At three, I have Blake Corum. At two, I have Jonathan Brooks. And at one, I have Braylon Allen. Now, I know you probably hear this and say, what the hell is he smoking? Why does he have Braylon Allen on that one? I think that's just me being consistent. See, I was I on the see, show. I like, the idea of Braylon Allen that one. Um, like, I, feel like, I feel like it kind of makes sense. Like, when you look at the yeah. age, you look at his size, potential, I can see it. Yeah, because he'll, he'll be, what, 20 when he gets drafted? Yeah. The 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 rare 20-year-old, like, um, Tremaine Edmonds was, the uh, linebacker for the Chicago Bears. I like... I think he has the ability to perform. You know how some running backs perform better in the NFL than he did in college? I think yeah. a great example of that uh, is, I'm about to completely draw a blank here, Saints running back, uh, Alvin Kamara. Oh, Alvin, yeah. Alvin well, he was at Tennessee. He, he was much better in the pros, if you ask me, than he was at Tennessee. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jawar Jordan. Everybody knows that. I think there's some teams in the AFC, right? That if one of these running backs were to join their roster, they can compete for a number one spot instantly. You will be surprised the amount of teams I believe that for. The Houston Texans are one of those teams. The Buffalo Bills are one of those teams. I like Cook. Cook has always shared the spotlight. This year, he was kind of the the guy in Buffalo, you know, rushed over a thousand yards um, in the AFC Pro Bowl. You know, I can see a guy like Bucky Irvin if the Bills were to draft him coming in there and taking over that spot. Braylon Allen, who's not going to fall in love with him? Say that again. It isn't good when Josh Allen's your RB2. Sometimes RB1. Right, right. Exactly. And sometimes RB1, right. Who wouldn't fall in love with a guy that, you know, has a pretty decent 40, 245? Is he good? East and West? No. But what him and Cook complement each other really well? Yeah. But we said at the end, end of the season where they both have similar carries. I can certainly see it. Dylan Johnson is a guy I like a lot as well. But, you know, if you look at a lot of these NFL teams and who's expected to hit free agency, what team doesn't use a running back by committee? It's only a couple of teams that don't use a running back by committee. So, you know, Tennessee Titans, you know, aren't you expecting them to not, you know, have Derrick Henry entering next season? Yeah, Derrick Henry's probably gone. So like, they'll end up. Yeah, they'll end up getting a, a running back that'll compete with Tajay Spears, or to be like a one A and a one B type of situation. There are a lot of teams, I'm sure, that feel like they can get better at running back as it pertains to having like a complimentary back. So I think there's going to be a guy that gets drafted, you know, fourth, you know, fifth or sixth round. You'd be like, yo, damn, this guy's he's went to camp, worked extremely hard, and now he's RB one. That's the NFL that we're in. I mean, you remember when Todd Gurley was killing it, bro? And a couple years later, like, he's fighting for his NFL life. Bro, That's the it's running so, back so, position in totality. So. Like, Todd, bro, Todd Gurley was literally the best NFL running back at one point. He, he, like... Yeah. 
the the year they made the Super Bowl was a year it kind of went downhill because during remember during the end of that season he got hurt. And after that his career was just never the same. Mm-hmm. He got paid if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, his career was like never the same. Like like it's honestly so crazy. Um, I won't think of another running back. I mean, is there like another example it's, we can use? Like, all right, so what about? What about Ramadre Stevenson? He shared carries with Ezekiel Elliott this year. With yeah. you know, Patriots going in a different direction. Couldn't you see you guys getting a running back? And that guy possibly honestly, coming yeah. into the, you know, this year being RB1? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, we can look at like a Najee Harris. I mean, Najee Harris was the first round running back also. He uh sharing carries with Jalen Warren. Now, hey, like Najee is right. in the short three right. in Pittsburgh for the future. Thing. Um, right. Another team is Washington Commanders. I'm not confident with you know Gibson and 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 Brian Robinson. They could certainly draft another runner. This is the league we're in. Saquon will not be, I think, in New York next year. And if the Buffalo Bills don't go get that dude, and yes, it sounds crazy because Cook just rushed over a thousand yards. That's a doggy dog world, bro. It's levels to this. Uh, you know. I don't know. There's a plethora of teams. Minnesota can use an extra running back. Like the NFL is one of those leagues where, yes, you don't see running backs being stockpiled like they used to be in the first round, but teams are still getting a plethora of running backs in day two and day three of the NFL draft. So uh next next week, unless unless you want to do a Thursday, we'll talk wide receivers. I think the wide receiver talk would clearly put a lot of separation. I think That'll probably be the first one where you'll see Alice is kind of very similar. Maybe a guy yeah. here, maybe a guy there. We switch, but it's a lot more set in stone, you know, other than like, you know, the Brian Thomas versus Keon Coleman argument. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, other than a few things like that, it's pretty much set in stone. Like, of the seven players were probably all less, you know, six of the seven players versus like running backs. You know, we didn't have a lot of duplicates at all. Yeah. More than 5,000 players opted. Did you have something else you want to add? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, more than 5,000 players have opted in to EA Sports College Football 25. And something weird is happening on X, uh, f- formerly known as Twitter. Players are happy with getting their $600 stipend and getting a free game and being able to like be in a game and like, you know, players themselves in the game, we haven't seen this in such a long time, even have the ability, though I think Nick Saban should be on the cover of the game, but, you know, could be the first game that we see at the collegiate level where a current player is on the cover of the game. But people on Twitter are whining, saying that this isn't enough. Jalen, like, talk to me. Like, it, it, it was, like, extremely weird. I'm like, players aren't complaining. Some of the top, you know, grossing NIL players have already, you know, Signed over their name. They're excited to be in the game. Why are people complaining for these college players? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't get it. Like, we want the players to get paid. And now some of these players got chances to earn big NIL deals, even small NIL deals. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, EA still paying these like dudes like $600. And don't get me wrong. Like, oh, man, season, like, like, you know, $600 isn't life-changing money. But, you know, to be on a football game, like to be on like a game, I feel like it's good money. Like, um, because if I'm not mistaken, okay, I did it. Something calculated six six hundred plus five. I mean, six hundred times five thousand is three uh three million. So what if I was to go to 
let's say people want them to get paid two thousand. Each player gets paid two thousand. That's mm-hmm. ten million. Like I don't know if a could like a, like I get EA is just a company that grosses money and everything every year because they make um, Madden and they make some other games, but like six hundred dollars to me is like enough. Like like I don't know what people was you expecting. Talking like, about a lick, a lick of script like, hasn't even been written yet. That's the saddest yeah. part of it. Like, was EA like were they expecting EA to 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 pay all these players like life changing money? Like, no. Like, hey, you know, I mean, it's, it's not possible. Yeah, I mean, we well, yeah, bro. I I mean, they they lucky that that EA didn't uh do what I was thinking that that they was gonna do, and they was gonna pay some players more than other players, like. Like they was gonna pay top players top player money, and they was gonna pay uh the players that like third string that was gonna be on the game, uh like just less money. But no, they paying all the players equally. So like I get it, it's only six hundred dollars, or it ain't life changing money. But you could still do something good with six hundred dollars. You know, <laughs> you could still go out and buy you something nice with six hundred dollars. You know, you can still save six hundred dollars in your bank account. You can split the six hundred dollars. You can oh three hundred to splurge, three hundred put in my bank account. Boom. Uh, like it. It isn't bad. Don't wrong. I mean, it's not no tuition money, but you're on the scale. I mean, most of these players are on scholarship. So, like, well, I think all these players are on scholarship. So, like, I really don't get the big deal. I mean, I get players. I mean, I go people want them to get paid more, but I don't know. Sometimes people just complain. And and, and honestly, I uh, forget who says it, but some people say like, oh, the, the, like the internet is just the internet, like. Some of these conversations that go on on the internet do not go on in real life. So, like, I honestly don't think anybody, <laughs> like, like I honestly don't think anybody RL that I would talk to will complain about, oh, man, these players only make $600. Like, oh, well. I, like, I like, honestly can't think, like, bro, I'd be in a video game right now for $50. It ain't that big of a deal to me. <laughs> hey, facts. Fa- I pay 50 to be in a video game. Shit, I do it every year for 2K, bro. <laughs> like, like, I think what people don't understand is NFL players don't get paid for being in Madden. They, they kind of do indirectly, but it's not said number. You know, the 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 NFLPA gets paid via the licensing. So, of course, they make money. But when you really look at it, they, they don't get paid by EA Sports to be in, in Madden. Overall, it's going to be 11,000 players. They get paid 85 players per team, 434 FBS teams. That's $6.6 million. Like I was saying earlier, like you haven't paid anybody to write any code yet. You haven't paid any designers. You haven't paid any producers. You haven't paid any commentators. Like $6.6 million on a new game. You're already going to spend a lot of money. Yes, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely break even. Yes, EA Sports College Football 25 will make a lot of money. Yes, I think it'll be one of the highest grossing games of the summer. Uh, so they're not hurting by any stretch of imagination, but I think sometimes, like you said, yeah, like like Jayla said, anybody you know in our circle that we talk to on a day to day basis, everybody just excited to play the game again, and I'm I'm glad that these these young men did the right thing, putting themselves in the game, and I'm I'm just so excited. Um, like, and it's probably a lot more than five thousand now, but that was five thousand within like a twenty four hour period. From the opt-in or even opening. So the one thing I am hoping for, and I know we're not supposed to talk about 
college football 25 is um they had kind of a limited number of avatars if you remember in the first game like there was a decent amount for like every skin complexion i think they might have you know had like four or five skin complexions and maybe like 60 avatars Grand scheme of things, that's only 120 avatars. I'm hoping with this one we get somewhere near 700 to 1,000 avatars. Yeah, I don't Will know. We get that much, I'm not sure. But I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah I don't know how uh, Madden has it. Like, I don't, I haven't played Madden in two years. Um, so, like, like I don't know the whole they, customization. Yeah, they they anymore. have avatars, but they don't have a lot. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know Madden and, uh, College football are gonna be two different dev teams. Uh but mm-hmm. yeah, like like I really don't know how many how how much customization you can do with Madden. So like with with the new college football game, like I don't know how many faces they will have. Some will probably like they they'll they'll have probably around like 200, 300, something like that. So I don't wanna I mean yeah, I'm just hoping because I think Madden, was, like good hairstyles like, at least. Okay. Right. Right, right. Like we need two K hairstyles, bro. <laughs> or, or FIFA hairstyles. Both of those games have have amazing hairstyles. Alrighty, so Nick Chapman, uh, I said Nick Chapman, <laughs> Nick Saban chimed in on the current state of college football, <laughs> stating, uh, "What we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it." You hear somebody use the word "student athlete," that doesn't exist. Powerful words from the goat, Jalen. Talk to me. Well. I wouldn't necessarily like uh, agree with him on the whole student athlete part because they still are students. They still are athletes. You know, they just so happen mm-hmm. to get paid money now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't really agree with him on that part. But like, so we had we we now have is not college football. College football as you know it because. At least as he knows or he knew it is gone. But as you know, as I know it, you know, or as we grew up watching it, yeah, it's gone. But at the same time, it's you know, the sports is always evolving, it's always becoming new rules in every sport, always becoming new regulations in every sport. So um, you know, it's just something that happens in now college football. Like yeah, college football as we know it is 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 not there anymore. But college football is still there. I mean, you see people complaining about it all day. Oh, the NBA isn't the same. Well, yeah, the NBA has evolved. It's still there's still it's still basketball at the end of the day. Oh man, players in the, the old men in the NFL. You know, I mean, I mean, it feel kind of soft now because uh, old men they don't allow this hits. You know, they throw flags on this. Blah blah blah. Like you see people complaining about what the NFL. Um, but it's like it's like it, to me it's it, it's still the NFL. You know, I'm gonna still watch some of the games. You know, I mean, I'm gonna at least watch the playoffs. Uh, like it's just it is what it is. Like, basketball as he knew it, or well, yeah, as he knew it isn't the same. But basketball going forward, as as uh, we know right now, is gonna be the same for I don't know how long, but probably for a long time. I think you made a fantastic point about the ele- evolution of sport. It's it's happening with all sports. Is there things that can be fixed in college football? 
You don't got to be a rocket science to figure that out. Yes. But on that third Saturday in October, are we still going to get Tennessee and Alabama? Yes. It's rivalry week, still rivalry week. Yes. Yes. You know, in my opinion, you have better game spread throughout the season now with some of these newer teams being added to newer conferences or, or like, you know, you think about the Alliance. No, we're, we're, going, we're getting Texas and Michigan week two. Teams are playing tougher schedules. There are some aspects of college football that are going to be better now. I think this upcoming season has the ability to be a really special season. Will things get weird? Bowl season? Yeah. Players opting out? Yeah. That stuff doesn't feel like as much college football anymore. Do we have more politics than we used to have? I don't know. Yes, the Wild Wild West as it pertains to NIL. These players transferring. The transfer portal is a hot mess. But is it still as much politics as back in the day? A lot of people say they want BCS or... There were some really good teams left out in the BCS era. People don't want to remember it like that because you just want to have their nostalgia. Like, like you know, whether we like it or not, 2004 Utah happened. Everybody's going to act like it didn't, but it happened. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, yes, some things have gotten a lot worse. Yes, some things are getting better. The players are getting better. Like Jalen said, the sport is evolving. So, the student athlete, I get what he's trying to say there. That's get, I get what he's trying to say. But, hey, a lot of these, these kids come from broken homes. A lot of these kids come from single-parent homes. A lot of these kids have watched their mother struggle to get them to the level that they're at. A good portion of these kids don't make it as a professional in their sport. What they're able to do is go get a degree. While they're playing collegiate football, get paid. And and, and I'm all for it, bro. Jalen, yeah. you know how we do it, man. You get the last word. Talk to me. Um, I mean, comfortable as we know it, uh, it always has some change. And I mean, you know, the big eight went from the from, uh, the big eight to the big twelve. Uh I you know, I think it was like uh-huh. the pack eight, then it went to the pack ten, then it went to the pack twelve. Um so I like, comfortable. Uh-huh. It's always been like some type of movement, you know. Uh I don't know why the BCS was put in place, but if I'm not mistaken, I, I mean, I would think if if I'm trying to use my brain, then I would think it was be, it would be put in place so we could stop having co-champions and to just have one single champion. Uh, so, comfortable boy, it's it's always been changing. It's just so happy, you know, it's to become a is next season is going to be a super major change because I mean the Pac-12 is now uh, the Pac-2 and. Uh, the Big Twelve don't have Texas and Oklahoma, um, and the Big Ten now has Oregon and UCLA and USC and Washington. So, you know, I I mean, college football has always changed in the past. It's just it so happened that it's changing more majorly uh, for this upcoming season. So, yeah. Um, also, shout out to KT. He just hit 300 subscribers yesterday on his Governor College Football channel. Uh, he needs to keep up the good work on there. Keep up the college football content, uh, EA College Football uh, sports content, because honestly, like I like the videos. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested to see your next video. 
because you already told me probably what it's going to be. So, like, I'm actually interested to see uh, what you do and everything. Um, but yeah, like, you know, sh- sh- shout out to KT. He hit 300 subscribers. So, yeah, hey, he honestly deserved it. I mean, he had been working on that channel. So, I mean, I remember he told me, yeah, you know, I'm going to start uploading soon. I was like, yeah, you know, you should. Definitely appreciate that, bro. Um, it's 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 just cool to see overall the 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 growth of of, of your channel, growth of my channel, growth of CFB Nation. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's all about putting out quality content so people have something to look forward to. Especially if you like a football football fan. I I know Jalen loves football and basketball, but if you're a football football fan. Make sure you subscribe to Judge Jalen because you're gonna you're gonna get some type of story, something that you might have forgot about, something that's thought provoking. I don't like to see things as a power one in college football. I hate saying it that way. Damn if Jalen didn't prove it <laughs> in that video. Yeah, so make sure you, you guys check that out, bro. I, bro, I always I was, like, bro, I was doing that video and I was just doing the numbers. I'm just like, gosh, dang, the SEC is that much up on recruiting. I was like, you know, I, I thought I was gonna be, you know, I thought I was gonna be closer with the Big Ten the SEC. It wasn't, you know, it, it just wasn't. Like honestly, it just wasn't at all. Crazy. I, I mean, we just saw Michigan win a national championship without a top ten recruiting class. That's crazy. That that that's crazy. So hey, man, shout out to the SEC. As I always like to say, there are no more victories in a sport that survive in advance. That's why college football has the greatest regular season. And until next time, hey, Jalen, what theme music?